My name is Brandon Collymore. I'm a YouTuber and actor, and I am The Hustle. Welcome to episode 83 of the Hollywood Hustle podcast, a weekly show inspiring artists and entrepreneurs all over the world with the stories and struggles of those hustling towards success. Hi, everyone. It is a... Oh, wait. Uh, just one second. Hustle! 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 Ah, that's better. Hey, guys. It is I, Captain Hustle Fingers himself, your host, Daniel Tuttle. It is so great to be back. It feels like we've been gone forever. I've missed you guys. I hope you're doing great. Now, I'm just curious if you guys have checked out our side hustles recently. Those are the episodes that are a little shorter that Michael and I get together, talk about our hustle, what's inspiring our hustle, and we offer some inspiration to you guys to get you through the week. They're every other week. It's just a chance for Michael and I to sit down and talk and reconnect about what's going on in our lives. I hope you've had a chance to check it out to keep up with what's going on with us. Let us know what you think of those episodes. And please take a chance and listen to those side hustles if you haven't. Now, before we get on with our interview, we want to continue to see this community grow and we need our League of Hustle to help. How can you help? Well, you can share our episodes with your communities. You can share it with actors, writers, directors, entrepreneurs, anyone you might know or other communities you might be involved with. A good way to do this is take a screenshot of your phone or computer screen when you're listening to the episode and sharing it on social media and tagging us. This way people see you're listening to it. You can add a comment about the show and hopefully entice other people to listen. Another way to do this is by going on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or a comment. This allows us to rise further in the ranks on iTunes so we get more visibility and more people see us. And also just looks it looks good, you know? It looks good and another final way to help us is by following us on spotify or favoriting us on anchor if you're using anchor if you have any questions about the show or a topic we discuss with one of our guests you can always reach us via email at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail using the anchor app it's really cool guys now in collaboration with this week's guest brandon collymore and his new youtube crew vibe we are holding a contest that's right we are holding another contest that you can win some sweet, sweet prize. To find out more, keep listening, and we'll give more details later on in the episode. Now that we've taken care of all that business, let's get on with the interview. PewDiePie, Markiplier, Jack's Films, Mr. Beast, Fine Brothers, Lessons from the Screenplay, Cinema Wins, Cinema Sins, Smosh, Gabby Hanna, Shane Dawson. Any of these names sound familiar? No, they are not some weird off-brand comic version of the Avengers. They are all YouTube channels. They may be some of your favorite YouTube channels, and I could have listed a million more. Like podcasts, it's almost inevitable that someone you know has a YouTube channel. YouTube has become a crazy form of expression, helping coin the term vlogging, video blogging if you will, and is a crazy community filled with a million different things to watch. Watch people play games. Watch video analysis essays on films, songs, and more. Watch skits, or just watch people reacting to things. YouTube has become a huge part of the cultural zeitgeist. There are many people out there who think about starting their own YouTube channel, but they're always wondering, what do I need to start? How do I grow? What do I need to do to be successful? Today, we are answering all of those questions with rising gaming YouTuber, Brandon Collymore, from the channels Brandon Does Everything and his new collaborative vlog channel, Vibe. That's V-Y-B-E. 
Brandon has been featured in Forbes Magazine and the Albany Herald. Starting with just a laptop and playing games for friends to enjoy, Brandon has turned his channel into a full-time gig with over 150,000 subscribers and growing that includes merch, trips, and living his dream. Was it easy? No. Did it happen quickly? Heck no. Today, Brandon talks to us about what it took to get where he is and where he sees himself in the future. I've been so excited for this interview for a while now. This is a great follow-up to our Season 2 interview with Michael Tucker about his YouTube channel, Lessons from the Screenplay, which just hit a million followers. Congratulations, Michael. If you want, after this interview, you can check out those episodes. They're episodes 40 and 41 from last season for our interview with Michael. But today, we get an insight into a whole other section of YouTube and a new story of transforming a hobby into a hustle. So, without any other further ado... Let the hustle begin. Now, uh, my question is, because it's similar to Michael and I, uh, you know, your channel is essentially you. So your brand is, has a lot to do with you. It's on your shoulders as a personality. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate and separate Brandon does everything Brandon and just living his regular life, Brandon, or is it, is there not much of a difference? Um, I don't, I don't think there's much of a difference. Like, mo- like I won't name drop of course, but like most YouTubers that I've met in person, um, they're like, I wouldn't say completely different from how they are on their YouTube channel, but you could tell there's a noticeable difference with me. I just kind of, turn myself up to like a seven like when i make a youtube video um that way just like you know my excitement is you know a little more so people are not bored so i'm not having like a monotone pace but i'm basically just the same person just louder (laughs) Mm, right right i get that i get that do you feel like you struggle with that that separation when you meet people like when people talk to you like the Brandon does everything Brandon and then like real life Brandon, or is that, does that keep pretty separate? Um, I don't, I don't think so. At least like from, from my understanding, I don't think so. Like, Mm -hmm. um, when I've been to a couple, um, you know, WWE events and I've met my subscribers there, they say afterwards that I was a really cool person or something like that. Like I have gotten comments that they'll be like, yeah, he's a little more chill in person, but, um, everyone, everyone's basically like, yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, everybody, this is Brandon Collymore from Brandon Does Everything. Uh, Brandon and I uh, met by basically, I think you randomly tweeted something about needing help on a, a thing. And then I responded and then we started working together on some stuff. But I had been watching your channel for a while before that. And so thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming on and talking about YouTube with us today. I'm very excited thank you for to chat with me. you. This is this is my first podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. There we go. Well, it's uh, now, Brandon. It, you were you were only nineteen, and mm-hmm. you've already had a Forbes article written about you, and uh, an article in your hometown newspaper of Albany, mm-hmm. uh, the Albany Herald. Uh, now, what's funny is I was thinking about this today, and let me introduce here my my co-host here, Michael Lutheran. Hello, Michael. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Brandon. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, me, Daniel, and I have definitely been part of that generation where. YouTube was originally just that thing for fun little videos or, you know, quote unquote viral things. But now it has really become this huge new epicenter of like media and content and really where I think things are going. 
And it's really cool that we have someone like you on our show that ha- is living their, not living their life on YouTube, but like you're able to support your life, do your work and everything through YouTube. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I absolutely love YouTube. Like they, they have their ups and downs, but if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to work from home in my pajamas. So I love YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the dream for all that of us? Is we just want to work in our pajamas. Uh, <laughs> one day. I mean, I kind of do that now, but it's. I mean, that's podcast. But that's not on choice. Yeah, but we're, we're not true. in our pajamas right now. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is, you know, you're 19. What's funny is I was thinking about this on the way here today to record it. I didn't tell Michael this is we've tried every season to age up in at least one guest Mm. and so like our first season we had an eight-year-old who was in a big blockbuster film on and we talked about being like a child a young child actress and we talked to her mom about you know being the mom of a aspiring actress and then Mm. the last year we had a singer songwriter who was 14 or 13 on i think she's 14 now uh we had her on who's also an actress and so now we have a 19-year-old who's doing his own thing. So we're trying to kind of see the different perceptions of the world from different We're moving ages. on up. Uh, exactly. We're graduating. Next, next year, our guests will be able to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. So let's just get started real quick. Uh, where are you from? And, uh, you know, what, what kind of life did you grow up into? Well, I was born in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, but I bounced around uh, different states. I've lived in California. Uh, I lived in Georgia. Then I went back to uh, I went back to New Jersey, but now I live in Dayton, Ohio, with my two roommates that we do YouTube together with uh, on Vibe. Nice. So you traveled a lot around the U.S. What was that like, kind of growing up in that in like these different places continuously? It was it was really weird because you know I'd make friends in a certain place and then have to move and make new friends and then I have to move again and make new friends. So I've I forgot the certain amount of um of schools I've been to. I think I've been to like seven or eight different schools like ever. Eventually you just got to get used to moving around and making new friends and all that. But it was weird, but it was interesting. I like traveling and looking at new places, so I wasn't that mad at it. Well, I feel like also moving around a lot, you have to learn how to present yourself to people because you have to be very adaptive to social situations. So mm-hmm. even then like kind of learning how to present yourself uh, to people. So that way, even though they don't know who you are, hey, who's this new kid in school? Automatically, they get to know who you are very quickly. That that I feel like that part was easy because I was moving around a lot when I was younger. You know, I was kind of like a sillier kid. I didn't obviously I, I'm still learning who I am because I'm only 19. But since I was a kid, <laughs> it was it was kind of just, hey, this is me. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but like, when I, I, I feel like that school, could get you into a lot of friend circles these days. Oh, yeah, of course. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like when I got to like high school and started moving around more, then it was kind of it was it was weirder to make newer friends and kind of introduce myself to people because that's when people start changing and all that. Now, when did you did you uh, watch YouTube before you started or was it like, oh, I heard about YouTube. I'm going to start doing videos now. I'm full time. <laughs> so I was watching YouTube back in like 2009 before it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could probably find some videos of me from when I was like eight or nine somewhere on YouTube. Like my mom has like had a channel somewhere. So I've been watching YouTube since like 2008, 2009. But I didn't like watch it, watch it. It was like if there was like a funny video, that's where you go look at it. And then you move along with your day, go back to MySpace or Facebook or something. But I started watching YouTube like heavily, probably in like 2011, because that's when people were or like 2010, 2011 because that's when people were making like content 
And uh, yeah, I started watching it heavily. Mm-hmm. Nice. What what kind of content were you kind of big into? Oh, definitely gaming. Back back in the day, it was like Allie, T Martin, and anything Call of Duty. And I didn't start watching wrestling content until like 2014 or like 2013. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So when did you start thinking like, oh, I'm gonna start doing my own things on YouTube. I'm going to start playing some video games. Cause I know when you started, it was kind of just for your friends, right? Yeah. Like when I started, I, I would uploaded videos for like my friends to see. I'd upload like some like call of duty clips, maybe like some Minecraft stuff or whatever. And then when I started noticing that people were actually like watching them, I was like, Oh, you know, I might as well just try and make videos or whatever. And I went through a lot of different like phases on YouTube. Like, Every anything under the sun, Pokemon Go, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just try wrestling, and that's what stuck. Oh, that's what <laughs> stuck. So yeah, going from like these videos where you're kind of giving commentary to playing games and stuff like that. When does it become Brandon does everything? So like in between, um, like if I do like a my career episode for the game, I'm kind of talking like a commentator, but every now and then I'll drop my own thoughts in it. But anytime I do anything else except my career then it goes to Brandon does everything. So like you'll see more of my personality if I do like a uh, like a Uno video with some of my friends or if I do a quick draw video where it's just me drawing or whatever. Like those those are the type of videos where you see more of me instead of like Brandon Collins, my character on the on the games. So I know when when he kind of becomes Brandon does everything, uh, he does uh, Akinator, which is like a guessing game, like a 20 questions. And he tries to guess like who you're thinking of or what you're thinking of. Uh, he does try not to sing or try not to laugh challenges. He has uh, fans send in questions or uh, uh, this or that, or would you rather type questions, sometimes dealing with wrestling, sometimes dealing with other stuff. So he definitely has a wide variety of different styles of things. And some of it does still focus on wrestling, but definitely kind of verges out of the video game territory here and there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the main reasons why I uh do everything else like besides wrestling too, like just so I could change it up and just so I wouldn't be stuck in that bubble as the wrestling guy. So like I would upload, you know, the Akinator videos like you said or like the quiz videos just to just to switch it up. Now, when you when you started, what was your first setup when you started making these videos? Oh, my first setup was a laptop. Period. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do video? Did you use like the webcam video on the, the laptop or was it just audio at that time? Starting out, it was just the laptop mic and just like a screen recorder I found like on the Internet. And then eventually I used the laptop webcam and then I just kept upgrading from there. Not on my own because I was too young to buy anything. But <laughs> like my mom would buy like a webcam and then she ended up buying me like a mic for my birthday or whatever. Um, so I used that for a long time. And then I went to like my, <laughs> yeah, I ended up going to my, my stepmom's house and my dad's house and for the summer and for one of my other birthdays, I think my 16th birthday, they bought me like a blue Yeti microphone and then they bought me an actual like gaming PC. So that's when I started making a lot of videos because then I can consistently make good quality videos for a long time. And then when I was able to, you know, um, get paid from YouTube, then that's when I started upgrading by myself. Nice. Uh, did you now? When was the, what was the course from doing this just for fun for your friends to like? I'm gonna try this like full time. Go all in. Go head first and try to make this a full time kind of job. So when I was in 
high school, I think, yeah, when I was in high school, I was still kind of doing it for fun. Um, but then when I saw where, when my grades were at, it was like, I wasn't failing terribly, but I was like, <laughs> you know, just barely, barely surviving. Yeah. So, um, no matter what, my mom was like, you got to graduate high school and then, you know, you could do whatever after that. Like, um, so I, I didn't want a nine to five job, no matter what I was like, I'll either become an actor or I'll do photography to make some money or something. I just did not want to go to college because school ain't for me. But, um, so when I started the junior year, that's when I was like, yeah, I really want to try to make YouTube a full-time thing. And, And what was your kind of step process to like start building that into something? So it's like, I'm putting my head first. Did you set goals? Did you kind of come up with a plan or was it just like, I'm just going to record more and post it to more of a public audience. It was kind of like a, a wide variety of things. I was like, I got to post more no matter what. But then the goal was when I graduated high school, I attended uh, a college for like, I think like two weeks or something like that. And I came up to my mom. I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not feeling this. How about we try me doing YouTube for like a year. Cause I've always wanted to take a gap year from school, no matter what. Um, so I was like, how about this? We take a gap year from school after I graduate. Let me just focus on YouTube. And I don't remember what the target goal was. It was probably like 10,000. I was like, if I can't make this work in a year, then I'll go back to college. No complaints, no nothing. And then she agreed to it. And then I think within like two to three months, we had already made it work. Yeah, I am forever grateful to my mother for letting me take the the couple months off that I did. Well, the whole year now, because it's been like three years. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful for her for that. Now, I, like I mentioned earlier, you had a Forbes article written about you. And I know they interviewed your mom and she kind of told that story as well about how she kind of gave you this kind of opportunity. And, and she even says in it how she was like, he got to work and he made it happen and how I think you could see the pride I think coming out of just that interview how proud she was of you and how supportive she was and uh, Michael being an actor and me being a former actor screenwriter having that support in something like this is so important and a lot of people don't get that so that is really cool that she was so uh, uh, willing to allow you to try it and then being so like I'm going to help him however I can and especially in such a new platform as well when we when we made the decision to let me take a year off, she would even help me with videos. Like if I if I needed her to be in a video, she would do it. If I needed new equipment before I was like making money, she was down to, you know, spend a couple of dollars to help me get that, you know, pop filter that I needed or something like that. So she was supportive <laughs> from the get. That's fantastic. And what were the big lessons that you take away from that like beginning portion of uh your YouTube hustle? The I feel like the biggest lesson I learned was that it takes time and like you have to stay consistent because even though it was it it was only like 2 to 3 months it felt like forever because um you know I would upload a video it'd get like maybe like 100 views 200 views and then it would keep going up in there like going up from there but it felt like it took so much longer but my mom came in my room one day and was like, do you realize, you know, how fast you're growing? I'm like, no, because I'd be in the middle of like editing a video. She's like, look at your numbers like you're you're growing. So I feel like that was the one of the main lessons I learned is just 
that it takes time that just to be patient really and then you screamed at her mom i'm working (laughs) bring me some tacos (laughs) (laughs) so so as you've been going how do you schedule your day and schedule between you know uh, marketing between uh uh, actually making content uh planning content uh uh, talking to whoever you need to talk to uh, youtube coaches and stuff like that like how do you prepare all that i'm gonna keep it 500% 500% real. I don't schedule at all. And I probably should, but I kind of just wake up. I usually, I usually post a, I'll record a video and then upload it the next day so that I'm like a day ahead of myself. I, I don't have a schedule at all. I usually just wake up, eat. If I'm going to go to the gym, I'll go to the gym or I might record a video first or, you know, whatever the case may be. But when it comes to like talking to other people, like maybe someone from my YouTube channel network that uh, will have a, like a meeting or whatever, then that's really like the only time we'll schedule something. Cause it'd be like, you know, we're going to call you at 5 PM sharp or whatever. Usually when it comes to just being my own boss, I have absolutely no schedule and I probably should make one. <laughs> <laughs> Lessons learned here on Hollywood hustle. This is secretly here to chastise <laughs> you for not having a schedule. This is an intervention. <laughs> but I will say though, for YouTube though, I feel like that is a benefit in some ways. Like I think with YouTube, it's all about just really seeing the people being connected with them. And so the fact that you really are that, you know, wake up this day, record this video, you maybe get it later that day, if not the next day. I'm sure your audience feels like they know you a lot more in that way. Yeah, like they they definitely know my schedule. They know that I'm going to post at least once a day. Um, sometimes I'll upload twice a day, but mainly it's just one video a day. But they definitely know that I'll post maybe six times out of the week. You know, sometimes I'll take my break or whatever so I don't get burnt out. They always know I got them. I'm going to give them their <laughs> entertainment for the day. Now, so, so I guess, so if if you don't have like a schedule, I know, I think at the top of your Twitter page, I believe it has, but like, I know you've kind of set goals for yourself for 2019. Have you kind of done that every year, like set goals for your channel of uh, maybe a subscriber limit or a subscriber uh, size or streaming size? Is that, or is that something you've recently done this year for the first time? And kind of what are your goals for 2019? So this is like my first year writing out goals that are not all YouTube related because in like 2016 and 2017, it was all YouTube just so I wouldn't have to go back to college. Like I'd be like, yeah, I want to hit 10,000 subscribers. I want to hit, you know, this many views on a video. But this is the first year where I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to hit like, you know, 200,000 on YouTube. I want to hit, you know, 10 to 20 K or whatever on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I just want to grow other things besides YouTube, just so I'm not, so I don't have all my eggs in one Mm -hmm. basket. And I definitely like one of, one of my major goals is to be in a, in a TV show or a movie, even if it's just a quick appearance, like even if I'm not having a big role, it's just so I can check it off the bucket list. That'd be amazing. But uh, yeah, this is like my first year that I'm writing other goals than just YouTube. Yeah, Daniel was actually telling me uh, leading up to this interview and everything that you've been wanting to get more into acting, that this was one of your big mm-hmm. goals. Uh, do you have much experience when it comes to uh, acting, whether that was through high school or? I have about four to five years of acting experience. I've been to different uh, like workshops with uh, some like beat A-list actors. I've, I think I had four years of, of acting classes in high school. 
And then after graduating, I was in two short films and one music video. So I have a couple years of experience under the belt. I could learn some more, but yeah. <laughs> I really liked like uh, earlier this year when you were, I think you talked about, you know, wanting to get into acting when we were working together. And like, it was just like the next thing I know, you're in like, some short films and you've got a music video booked. I'm like, Holy crap, man, that's a hustle. Like that's, you're getting into it. And that, that was so awesome to see you just already booking stuff and making that happen for yourself. Yeah. I was really, I was really just trying to break into the singing scene and get some stuff on my resume because I had all this experience, but I had like nothing on my resume. So I was like, I just signed up to backstage and I was like, yeah, I just got to get a couple, get a couple roles. It doesn't matter how big or small, I just got to fill that page up. And like, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, if your resume just looks white, then that's fine. Cause you know, you're starting out, but I wanted to have something on there. I mean, I think that's great because I think there's so many people, at least here in Los Angeles, you know, I, I definitely was that actor who came down here with more theater experience, but I didn't have really hardly any film experience. And so there are some people though that come down here and they have that kind of, oh, well, I'm only going to do television. They're not going to try and do uh, student films or or things like that. But I think what you just said is important. It's it's important to just go out there and get that experience. So that way you you can you not only show it on your resume, but also as an actor, it only pushes you further. Yeah, because it... I think I think that's the one thing that a lot of, you know, actors starting out forget is the smaller connections, because like um, I still am friends with some of my co-stars in the short films that I've uh, that I've done. Um, One of the one of the directors on one of the short films was like, you know, I really love the way you work. If we have another role coming down the line, I'll definitely like let you know about it. So it's like. And they're the people that are in school, you never know who they could become, you know, down a couple of years and they'll remember you and want to book you later. So it's all about getting experience and getting to know people in the industry and people that just want to do TV or just do movies. I mean, that's fine. But <laughs> short Good to luck. me, short films are fun, too. I like doing short films because the, you know, the scenes are like a couple hours a day for maybe like a week and then you're done. It's like I like doing short films. Yeah. And and you know, they oftentimes Daniel uh here, he's currently working on his short film. Mm-hmm. Uh they're about to go into production here. There is so much great storytelling that can happen in such a short format. Exactly. Cuz like with a short film, everything is like right to the punch. Like you got to get to it cuz it is a short film. So that's another thing I really like about short films. Yeah. And as an actor, it gives you excellent work for your reel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I love also you kind of took an, taken advantage of having this YouTube channel because you've posted, I know, at least one of your short films and have talked about posting another one that you were on. So other people, so you get it out to your you know 165,000 people, but it's there so that other people can find it eventually, which could help get you more work in the future. Big facts. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I was also thinking is just like, we're kind of doing this as well with our podcast, but Brandon, especially you with YouTube, you've you know, you've like, so I asked that question, like, you know, thinking of what type of acting experience you have, you have a ton of acting experience, but you've also been building your audience at the same time. And so now you're at that level where it's just like, once you can get maybe some more, uh, a couple more projects under your belt or whatever, you already have the built in audience that Mm -hmm. studios or networks will want to have. Exactly. And that's like one of the main reasons why 
I don't try to put like all the eggs in one basket, like I said earlier, because like, you know, you have acting and then you have this YouTube thing. And then like I've even done a couple interviews with like, you know, Daniel Bryan from WWE or like the New Day from WWE. So people can see how I could be as an interviewer as well. So like there's different options out there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great to think about like these different avenues that you've already kind of through your channel have put yourself out there to showcase. Mm -hmm. And so you've already you've kind of built your own reel over time already. Yeah. Just have to put it together in the long run. Exactly. Exactly. So now going into kind of more into kind of your channel and as a YouTuber, how do you find is the best way to market and like get your channel noticed through, you know, social media and other platforms, you know, what, what have you done since the beginning and how have you uh, advanced your marketing ability to grow your channel? Honestly, I have a bad habit of like not sharing my videos because like I have, you know, like I'll, I'll share a video every now and then like on my Instagram or like, um, like on my Snapchat or whatever. But since I have like personal friends that, you know, want to see other things and me promote my stuff all the time, I feel like I don't want to like bombard them with like, yeah, here's what I'm doing today, like on my YouTube channel and like every day since, you know, I post daily. So, um, but every now and then, you know, I'll take a snapshot from a video and like upload it to like Instagram or Twitter or something like that and like tag it or whatever and be like, you know, check this out or whatever. But mainly when I do like live streams, that's when I like heavily promote it. Cause no matter what I'm live and I want as many viewers as possible to pop in. So like, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah go check me out. There's the links and all that. But anybody that's a YouTuber should be sharing the videos around no matter what. Well, I, I think you're, you're also really good from following you on Twitter and stuff. You're really good about like, subtly promoting your videos because I, I know like you recently had a video where you were like i think you posted like oh this was a clean graphic or a screenshot for uh, uh this video which you're you're not saying come see this video but you're still talking about the video you know what i mean yeah like any any way that i can do it subtle is the best way because like I, i'm not sure if you guys uh, are aware but like on youtube when if you would upload a video you can check a box for it to automatically like share to twitter um but youtube took that feature away so now i have to like manually share my videos so i feel like that's getting me in the habit of actually like you know pushing my videos out more but um yeah, any way I can do it subtle is the best way because I don't I feel like I'm annoying people when I keep doing it. I know that's not the case, <laughs> but that's just like my mindset. Uh, I kind of feel the same way at times when sharing episodes here of the podcast because kind of what you were saying, Brandon, earlier is you have personal friends who want to know what's going on in your life and that they they don't need to know just solely about your YouTube channel. You want to show them a more fully well-rounded picture of who you are. Exactly. And like for my Instagram for say like, you know, I I make wrestling content almost like probably like 90% of the time. So like I don't want to make my Instagram a wrestling Instagram. Like I want it to be what I'm doing in my life or like, you know, taking pictures with personal friends or whatever. So like um if I do a vlog, I don't mind sharing that on Instagram. I'll share that on Instagram all day because like it's still my life, but the WWE stuff is not. So, yeah. 
Now, another way of marketing and something that we've, Michael and I have worked on with like this podcast is, you know, working with other people in that same genre. So I know you've worked with several people like Chris Danker, which is how I found you was through his channel, uh, CM Pulse, uh, Macho T, uh, there's other Plana, uh, there's several other people I know you've worked with. How, what, how did you approach them? Uh, to work with them, what would, how did those relationships get built and how did you uh, use those relationships to help kind of grow your channel as well? So like, I think the majority of people I've ever collabed with, I met through 2k. Um, like I think I met Chris at the, I met Chris Pulse Macho and almost everybody else at the WWE 2k 18 SummerSlam press event or whatever. Um, Chris and Michelle, Michelle is Chris's girlfriend. Um, them two are the ones that got me the new day interview. Um, so I was forever grateful for them. And then I just ended up meeting like say pulse, for example, the same way, kind of just like in that space, but shout out to macho T cause, uh, macho and I became friends before that event happened because, we were, I think at the time we were like the two smallest channels in the community. So we were like, all right, as small channels, we got to stick together. So, you know, <laughs> we, we were like talking for like a week or two before the event. And then we met up at the event, like macho, like met my mom first out of everybody else. Um, and then we became friends like that, but yeah, everybody else like Valen. Um, I think I I've been watching Valen's channel for years he's not gonna let me live that down um i've been watching his channel for years and then we were like yo let's you know try and do a series together because he wanted to break out of just doing like wrestling top tens he wanted to do more like gaming stuff so i was like yeah let's do some stuff together um so yeah everybody i've basically collaborated with was through 2k wow but it's uh, but it's also great that you know, all you have to do is reach out to the person and ask by by doing that event together and everything that gave you the quote unquote, the grounds to reach out and be like, hey, uh, you know, I met you at this uh, one thing. Could we collaborate on something together? Because I feel like so many people will kind of be reluctant or hesitant to reach out to people who are more established, whether it's YouTubers or screenwriters or whatever. Um, there, There is that moment of you're like, oh, should I or should I not? And I, I'm definitely like that. And I, I need to I need to break out of that. But I usually don't like hitting people up that have more numbers than I do because I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, quote unquote, clout chasing or whatever. So like use usually like, like people within my same bubble, like if they have like, you know, 10,000 more subscribers than I do or like even less then I'm like, yeah, I'm fine working with them. But someone like, you know, Chris Danker, for example, um, I think we, we became friends through Fortnite. Um, and then we just naturally started doing like, you know, wrestling content together with like uh, Johnny from New Legacy and all that. Now, Michael, Fortnite is what's called a battle royale kind of game. <laughs> where, where it's you're in a group with a lot of different other people playing. You have to do it online. I see. And it's a one man left alive afterwards type game. Just, Sounds like just my type of game. <laughs> yeah. And, and 2K is the company that makes the WWE games. I got that part. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but going back to Chris Danker, though, I think just a key thing to highlight in that, just in your brief description, you talked about how you guys were friends, right? And then you, things naturally came about. And I think something we always try to promote here on the show is to create real, authentic, genuine relationships with people so that you're friends, because friends always want to work with friends. 
there's always that you feel much more freer to collaborate with them. So I, I think that's a really cool thing that you were able to do. Yeah. Like anybody I have probably ever, ever collaborated with, we, we were friends first. Cause I feel like if it's, Hey, we should just do a collab and then, you know, not talk to each other. I feel like that it becomes like a robotic type of thing. But when you become friends first, then I feel like the chemistry is better. People will like your, the audience will enjoy it more. And then overall it just becomes a better video. Well, I think you also trust the relationship more because you know, it's not, a, they're not friends with your channel. They're friends with you. Yeah. They're, they're, exactly. They want to work with you. They, they, they enjoy who you are. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was surprised when I sent you a message about working together that you were like, Oh yeah, let's do it. And I was like, Oh, cool. Let's, let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And you've been, you were so, you were a lot of fun to work with. You were so good about back and forth and, and collaborating. And, and I, I always felt like I'm messaging this man way too much. <laughs> well, and just let's uh, kind of go behind the scenes a little bit of the setup to this interview. Uh, would either of you guys like to share kind of ha- what this project was that you collaborated on? Well, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I know uh, Brandon was wanting to do. Uh, Brandon was working with uh, uh, another YouTuber, Valen, who that w- that he was talking about, where they were going to do this GM mode and or general manager mode, um, which is a mode that used to be in the WWE games that a lot of people want back. Uh, it's been, it's, the community is wanting it back so badly. Um, but basically it's where you basically run a WWE show and you draft rosters and you do all this other stuff. And, uh, and I think, I, I I don't know if Brandon was serious or if he was joking, uh, in a vent of frustration, but he tweeted like, uh, I, does anybody want to help me come up with storylines or he said like, maybe he said he's bad at storylines or something. You tweeted something. And I just messed him like, oh, well, I've written for a, a wrestling company before. And I would, you know, if, if you're up for it, let's, let's chat. I'm more than happy to help out. And I'm a writer. Um, and then I mean, you can take it from there, Brandon. I, how, when I sent you that, were you like, oh, God, this guy. Is this guy an insane person? Whose man's is this? When I, when I tweeted that, I was in like a point of I want to do this series, but I don't know how to write storylines that hook people because like i was like yeah i want to have these two wrestlers do this that and the third have the pay-per-view match and maybe continue but i was like what goes in between because i'm usually used to um you know writing storylines for my own series like the my career series because my character is basically just me but just turned up a little bit and like you know more of like a wrestler way so like i know how to write myself but when it comes to other wrestlers i try and make them you know as they are irl you know in real life or whatever so um i was like i don't i need i need help because like i want to do the series but i don't i don't know how to write so yeah that's that's kind of how mine and daniel's friendship started (laughs) in many respects was you know we were working this gig together and i shared with him a story idea that has been stuck in my mind for uh for at that time for a little while and daniel was like i'm interested to see what you do with that and then literally two days later sent me like a nine page treatment (laughs) (laughs) i I took i took like a small bit uh, idea and i sent him like hey here's a whole pilot yeah (laughs) based on what you talked about with me the other day um yeah it was and it was really great because i'm i'm 
when when I, I love collaborating with people, as Michael knows. Like I'm, I've worked with him on stuff. I'm working with another guy named Mikey on some other things. I'm working with a group of women on a, a short. Like I love working with other creative people, and you know, it was great because. I've always been, I'm a curious person. So the idea, like the whole world of YouTube and running a YouTube channel is fascinating to me. And it's something I've looked at. I've watched uh, YouTube videos about being YouTubers and stuff like that. And so to be able to kind of get to know one and and build a relationship with one one such as yourself, who, uh, again, I probably, if it was Chris Danker, I wouldn't have submitted something just because he is at that million point and who am I? <laughs> but like, but it's like, again, you, you, you seemed very approachable, very personable. And, uh, when I do collaborate with people, I become kind of a puppy dog of like, I'm excited. Let's do this. What do you want to do? How do you want to do this? You want to do this? <laughs> and so, uh, I know I, I did text you. And I was like, I'm sorry if I'm bothering you. <laughs> like, if I'm, you, you never I'm annoying you, me, by the way, I was always, I'm, I'm too chill to be bothered by a lot of text <laughs> messages. Like I'm too chill for that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I would just text him with like, Hey, what if this happened? And then what if this happened? And then what if we did this? Oh, I made a whole spreadsheet for us for the next four <laughs> weeks. Would you like to see what I've come up with? <laughs> and that was great. A lot of that time. took a lot of the ease. Like that 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 helped me be able to focus on other content. Cause like with the series, I was like, oh my God, like I'm stuck. I gotta write this, I gotta write that. Then I also have to prepare this video, then I have to edit, then I have to spend time with my family later. So like having help with just one of those things helped me out so much. So thank you for yeah, that. I'm glad I, <laughs> no, no problem. I'm glad I get. And and it was great because you would text me with ideas, you know, randomly. Like, oh, I was looking at this, and I'm recording this, and I was thinking about this, and so it was a really great back and forth. So just anybody out there looking to collaborate, Brandon is very awesome. To yeah, collaborate. Well, and with. it also just shows that when you allow someone to take care of something for you, it allows you to also open up and focus and develop new ideas. Yeah, as well. And I, and I will say this, and Brandon, I hope you agree to this. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I did. <laughs> and this is just for everyone to think about. Like, I did always keep in mind, this was Brandon's thing, mm-hmm. not mine. And I, I have a piece of it, and I'm proud of the piece that I could add and what I could do. But I always remember, like, this is Brand- Brandon has final say. Yeah, because we, we were always very, like open about it we're like yeah if i don't like if i don't like this idea i'm not going to use it or if i like part of this idea we'll use that and then i'll merge my idea and then you know we'll mix it but Mm. and he and he was very open about telling me he was not like afraid to be like oh well i don't really care for that and i was like that's fine i always kept in mind this is not my thing Mm -hmm. because i i didn't want to take over his thing and be like no no you're doing this yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) You know, so if you do collaborate with someone who it is their project, just keep that in mind when you do that. Um, So you got to work with all these different YouTubers. What have you learned? Like, let's say again, Chris Danker, because I watched a lot of his videos. What have you kind of learned from him um, as you've been doing this? Yo, no lie. Like Chris has probably is probably one of the reasons why I do certain things the way I do because just like being able to like pick his brain and just talk to him for, you know, hours on end after, you know, while playing Fortnite or whatever, he's, he's subtly like taught me things that I don't even think he realizes. Like, um, there's, I think someone, someone made a video about me a long time ago, like talking trash. And it was, it was like all incorrect. And then I made a video back and then, you know, I kind of just stated my point. And then Chris was like, you know, your video was great. You know, you stated your points. You look like the smarter person, basically. But don't get into the habit of that. You know, don't don't be that person that's always responding to the negativity or whatever. Or 
he'll he'll teach me certain things about like the way to tag my videos, for example, or there, there are certain things that I don't even think he realized that he taught me. But Chris, Chris is like, I would say Chris is a great mentor, honestly. Wow. I mean, he's a hard worker. He does this. I mean, he does this full time. And I mean, he he works his butt off and has other things also he wants to do and he wants to develop. But he definitely puts a lot of time into this. And I, I uh, wish I, see it. I wish I could work as hard as he does. You like it's it's insane how much this man works. Like we'll be we'll be like DMing on Twitter or whatever. And then he'll be like, OK, I'm going to go make a video, you know, BRB. I beg, you know, whatever. And then we'll text again after he's done making his video. it will be like, all right, I'm going to go make another one. Like he makes like five or six videos a day. And I cannot do that. Like I, I respect this man to a T. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned um, a minute ago this idea of the you you know you deal with a lot of people commenting and and people begin to feel some sort of like ownership of your channel mm-hmm. and what you release. And I've seen it several times in comments and and messages to you like, where's this video? Where's this series? When's this next video? And you'll put that out and immediately it's, well, when, where's this video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, there, there's this, always going to be a, yeah, yeah there's, thing. it's always the grass is always green. I think, you know, this is something you see in TV now with the advent and growth of social media is this weird personal ownership that people have. Like I'm fans of this. You should listen to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, it even just happened with like Captain Marvel and I'm sure it's going to happen with Shazam where it's, you know, people who are, such big fans of a specific content all of a sudden start feeling that star wars yes star wars is another big one where they like no one can do something else with it without their consent yeah and it's and to to an extent i can completely understand it from like like a youtube standpoint of it because i you know i do i can make five videos a day like chris if i wanted to but i don't because that would take up my day i wouldn't have time for anything else but like so some of those comments that are like well where's this where's that i don't think they they consider is is this creator not interested in this anymore is it because this video doesn't do well as the other video there's so many different factors on why someone's favorite youtuber isn't doing something anymore like for example there's a um people will still ask me where's the walking dead because you know i used to play the game it gets like 2000 views and don't get me wrong you know some people would be would kill for 2000 views but for me that's not good so i don't upload that anymore because the time i spend the the time i've spent going into it i don't get the same return so i have to make the decision to stop it but um there's a game called wb mayhem that i recently started playing again because i got a high demand for it and the videos are doing well so i'm going to keep you know playing that until it doesn't do well anymore. It's it's. I mean, it really is a a, de- a demand kind of centric job where yeah. you go where the demand is. When a new game comes out, where like there's another battle royale game that just came out called Apex, and so of course you're going to play that some and see how that does because it's new, and you're gonna. I mean, you want to get it out there because that's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a by demand type job. And and I also feel like. A lot of these comments that you probably get, you have to think like people consume most media in a vacuum, right? Like sometimes people are just dropping in your channel because you're doing one game, but they don't realize the amount of work that you're doing everywhere else and stuff. So it's 
it's one of those interesting things where YouTube podcasting and stuff, it's, it's discoverable content. There's so much content out there. People will eventually find it. And I feel like, and I feel like that's what some, some YouTubers um, don't understand about that. Those comments that are like, where is this? Where is that? Because some people subscribed only for that thing. So people, people that subscribe for that one thing just want to see that. And that's fine. Like, you know, people have told me they subscribe just for like the Akinator stuff. So like anytime I post a video on Akinator, I know I see them in the comments or like, you know, there's people that are like, yeah, I just subscribe for the, my career. So I don't really get mad at that. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you subscribe for what you want to subscribe for. I subscribe to other people for either a certain thing or just the person themselves. Uh, one of the things that uh, Brandon does every now and then and other YouTubers who are in the wrestling kind of area is they'll do these watch parties. So they'll basically live stream themselves watching a this, fight, like, like a pay-per-view or a UFC mm-hmm. thing, because but they can't show it, obviously, because of copyright. Of course. And so they'll, like hopefully other people are watching and they can discuss it and they can talk about it, but they can't show it. And you always see people like, show it. Why can't you show it? Why aren't you showing it? And I think recently, uh, uh, Brandon did this with the new group he has, Vibe, and I, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they even had a text on the screen mm-hmm. during the stream that said, we cannot show this because of copyright. And you still saw people asking. Yeah, that that's the while. annoying part of it. It's like <laughs> when I have it blatantly on screen, it's like, please just read it. <laughs> just read it. Yeah. Yeah. I've addressed your concern. Let's keep going. Well, yeah. And, and and I'm I'm a moderator on uh not to brag. I'm a moderator <laughs> on uh on his streams. And so I'll try to help him out, but like he can't. Like it's a copyright thing. And I'm like and I was like, I'm gonna block you if you ask again. <laughs> like it's you cannot it, he just can't. And yeah. so I've tried to help him out as much as I can when I can watch his live streams uh to do it. But uh so now, like you said, you're you're trying to grow, you're trying to evolve into different things. How do you feel you've evolved as a content creator in general? And I know you've branched into different things, like you have your own uh, uh, clothing line, Spartan clothing line, things like that. How important is that for you? And how does that make, you know, does that help you just feel a little more relief from the YouTube game to do these other things? Honestly, it's weird because I, I get that question a lot where people will be like, how do you feel you've evolved as a content creator? And it's a weird question because I make videos every day, so it doesn't feel like I've changed. But if you go back and watch like a video from a year ago, I don't do the same things. I don't say the same things or I edit my videos differently or some there's things that changed like um, for a while. I think that's one of the I think this is one of the main reasons why my channel is growing faster now than it did a little bit ago. Um, people were like, you know, you're funny and your, you know, your videos are great, but there's something missing. And I, I was struggling to find that for the long time. And then I just kind of looked back at what I do while I make my videos. I'm like, I don't edit enough. I kind of just cut, 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 put it all together and upload it. So I spent more time editing, you know, throwing up a funny meme or putting in a funnier song or switching it up. And then Ever since I started, you know, just focusing more on editing people, I've never, I've never seen that comment again. Cause like, that's, that's one of the things that I did to evolve my content or, and you know, even evolving as a creator just means getting a new microphone so that, you know, you sound better or just upgrading your equipment. So there's, there's a lot of different things. And then plus like evolving outside of YouTube, like, you know, 
I think I think like the main thing I'm going to say is putting one egg in, in a basket. But like I'm trying to put other things elsewhere. Like I want to I want to start to plant seeds. Yeah. Like I want to see if I could successfully run a clothing line and I got to drop more merch. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I dropped one shirt and then it sold out in like I think like a day or like a couple hours or something like that. So that was really great. So when I upload the next one, I got to see how well that does or how many I can sell the next time or certain things like that. So if there's other things that I can branch into and make successful, that would only, you know, make everything else come together in a way. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are holding a contest and there are two ways to enter. What's on the line? Well, this episode's guest, Brandon Collymore, is offering the winner a free Vibe shirt of their choice. That's right, you get some sweet merch, and their shirts are pretty awesome. How do you win? Well, one way to enter is to leave us an iTunes review and comment. Go into iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment. Any comments made in the next two weeks will be eligible. Now, I did say there were two ways to win. The other way? You can find that out in the outro at the end of the episode. Sorry, had to do it. But you get free vibe swag. That could be yours if you, one, review and comment on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and listen to the end of this episode for the second way you can win. Now, back to the interview. Now, now we mentioned a minute ago, I just real quick want to talk about, just kind of get into this. A big part of the YouTube game, especially the video game, uh, gamer YouTube is streaming and live streaming you playing a game or a series of games. Um, can you just kind of go through like your, your attacking, how you attack streaming and how you kind of keep up with the chat and the people that hit subscribe so you can thank them and people that donate money so you can thank them. Like, how do you keep that all together without losing your freaking mind? Stream, <laughs> streaming is really weird. It, it's like, it's very complex. It's like, um, this, okay, I'm going to name drop, but it's not bad. Um, so Ninja, for example, you know, he plays Fortnite, you know, the majority of the time, but he's mainly more focused on the game because he's really good at it. And that's where the viewers get their enjoyment from is watching him dominate in Fortnite. So he spends more time playing than reading the chat. And to be fair, he gets so many viewers to where it's almost kind of impossible to read the chat because of how fast it moves. So um, what I do to try and stand out more I try and read my chat more than I play the game because I just want to make people feel welcome. I want to, you know, make them feel like they're a part of, you know, a family in a way. Um, but like when it comes to like donations and stuff, I have alerts. So like if I hear it, then I automatically know that, you know, someone donated or someone just subscribed so I can personally thank them. I'll look to, you know, my other monitor and see the name and then I'll give them like a personal shout out. So I'll be like, you know, Daniel, thank you for subscribing to the channel or whatever. You're awesome. Um, but when it I just, got real, when it I got real giddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he said my name. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to the chat, like if I remember a certain name, um, I'll try and remember what they told me the day before. Um, so someone will come in and be like, yo, I got a brown belt in karate. And then I'll be like, yo, then, you know, the next day I'll be like, yo, you know, did you get your black belt yet? Or, you know, other things. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, glad I'm so happy you remembered or certain things like that. So if you could just like interact with the chat more than you play the game, I think that's one of the keys to like being a streamer. 
I, I think that's key because it's streaming from everything that I've, you know, some of the streams that I've watched. And I know, Daniel, you participate in a lot. It's all about community. And sure, we're there to watch the hosts. But that interaction that you're kind of speaking towards, that's the thing that makes it special. That's the thing that makes people want to tune in live because they know that if they try and engage with you, you might actually respond exactly. to them. And I think it's just about being open and being being open to your community. Mm-hmm. And even it doesn't even have to be like a long message. Like if I'll if I'll hop in one of my friends that are streamings, like a, you know Fortnite stream or something like that, and I'll just type like "lol" that was funny if like a funny moment happened, and they acknowledge it. Even that feels good. It doesn't even have to be like you know a question. It could just be something you laughed at or whatever. Well, I think, it, and that's what, again, being kind of a moderator in your live streams and a moderator in Chris's as well, you see like just a lot of people just vying for that person's attention. And it's like, you saw them, you you came on here, I, I, I suppose, to watch them play this game. Mm-hmm. And so like when, when you get mad, like you have people that just spam cons like, Chris, why aren't you responding to my blah, blah, blah. Brandon, why aren't you responding to this? Why aren't you responding? And it's like, let the guy do his thing. Like, <laughs> especially when there's like 300 people in here, they're all talking at once. Half of them are just spamming their own channels mm-hmm. and the other half are trying to make some racist or demeaning statement with a lot of cursing that you don't want in this chat. Plus you have people who are making fun of him that he has to respond to in a joking way. Like yeah. there's so much going on. And I think that's the thing a lot of people don't think about. And I think it's the same just in general with like YouTube or even podcasting. People don't think about the work it goes into creating putting it out there and doing the job and they think it's all about me and don't consider the time and the effort that you put in it and i think one of the cool things you've recently done is you've i think made a video about it and i chris actually did it too which is crazy because he was so big about releasing every day but just coming out and saying there's going to be days where i'm not going to put a video up yeah and because i need my time yeah it's like i need to rest I yeah, need like I need to rest. <laughs> like what what would you say like over these years now to where you are now? Uh, what have been some of your biggest struggles with keeping up the YouTube channel while trying to you know plant seeds and other things? Like what what have been the biggest obstacles and struggles that you've had to deal with along that journey? I think some some of the biggest like obstacles that I've had to go through like myself is that just because you don't post one day doesn't mean your channel is going to die because like I, I posted every day for like a year and a half straight and then it'd be constant. Like I'd be, what's the, what's the word? I'd be stressed if like, if I got a video up late or something like that, or like even like on my sister's birthday, I'd, I'd be working instead of spending time with her on her birthday. So I, I had to figure out how to, manage my time more. And I had to get into the habit of, all right, I'm going to work every day, but if I can't work this day, it's fine. I'm going to be, I'm going to be back, you know, and tomorrow or the next day. But I feel like there, there's a lot of struggles people go through, but I feel like the main one for me is just time management. Let me, let me ask you this. And I just kind of straightforward. What do you, Brandon, get out of and like about having a YouTube channel? Honestly, just the the creativity. Since I was like younger, I would and I like attention, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, just creativity. Like no matter what I was doing when I was a kid, I'd always like draw something and show it to my mom, and then that instant, you know, gratification of oh, good job or something like that is always something that I've liked, and um, 
like even when during like acting classes, if I did a monologue and did it great, you know, the class would like clap or the teacher would say good job or something. It was it's always just doing something creative. So like when it comes to YouTube, I like to put stuff together and see how people react to it. And oh, wait, here's a struggle. One struggle is figuring out something that doesn't work and figuring out why and how either not to do it again or how to make it better. Because I did a Sims video um, a while back. And Daniel, I'm pretty sure you know about the like the running joke on the channel, how, like how I'm married to Charlotte, the wrestler or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's like an ongoing joke that I've had for a long time. And it's still a joke going now. So I thought it'd be funny to make a Sims video where like we got married and had a kid or whatever. And I thought it was funny, but people were kind of like, I don't know about this. It's kind of weird. But so that was one thing I had to like take back a bit. Okay. I can't do that anymore. Let's never do that again or do something else. So yeah, Yeah, it's it's navigating the, the losses in a way, or just moving on and, and, and just learning from that, uh, that's that's pretty huge, um, and then so in the reverse side of oh, real quick, I, oh yeah sure. So I joked jokingly asked you at the beginning of this, but I w- I do want to know like what are some things that you struggle with when it comes to YouTube itself as a platform? Oh sure, um, I, I'm not sure when it when it comes to YouTube. I love YouTube, but it's anything that I struggle with from YouTube is mainly YouTube's fault because like and that, that's just me being honest because like. Sometimes, you know, people don't get their notifications. So videos will do a little worse, you know, starting like when it first comes out. And then I'll, I have to think to myself, like, is it, are people not interested? Did people not get the video or do, do I have to switch things up? Or like when I live stream on YouTube, I hate live streaming on YouTube because every time for me, the stream will crash at least once. And I thought it was because of, you know, maybe my internet situation, but I moved out just recently. Our internet's great and it still does it at least once. But when I stream on Twitch, I, it never cuts out. If it cuts out, it's because it's my internet. So I think any, anything it's because of YouTube, honestly. <laughs> so, so as Michael was going to say, what are some strength, like, what do you feel are your biggest strengths when it comes to your YouTube channel uh, or the other things that you do? Like, what do you feel is like really uh, elevates you in those areas? I think a I think a big th- like a big strength is I just keep going no matter what like the the whole adpocalypse that happened on YouTube like back in like 2016 where um you know people weren't making as much money I'm like we'll get through it just keep uploading it is what it is like if you got to get a part-time job get a part-time job but just keep going um and then even I think the biggest struggle I've ever had through YouTube is YouTube actually demonetized wrestling videos for a long time and it was it was almost demotivating because I was like I built my channel off of wrestling and now I might have to go back to college or I might have to get a part-time job because I'm making half of what I used to but then they ended up switching it they realized that wrestling is not bad (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah I think that that's another struggle that comes to mind there's probably gonna be struggles that just come into mind that I'm just gonna keep saying but yeah the decisions that YouTube makes sometimes is insane because it's like they punish people that shouldn't be punished yeah but people that are like why is this allowed Mm -hmm. and and then oh no that's fine (laughs) 
Yeah, it was it was so weird that they just demonetized wrestling videos for a while. I, I still to this day will never understand that. Now, are there any like as you've gone through your career, are there any missteps that you feel you've made that maybe you feel like maybe hindered you for a little bit or uh, uh, at least for a moment you, you felt like again, I know you've talked a few times with certain videos. Um, is there something that you feel like you did wrong that if you could tell someone don't do this when you start or don't do this now uh, uh, that you can think of? Um, I don't really know about anything like that, but one thing that held me back for a while, um, I think any, any time between 2017 and 2018, when, you know, the, the most recent 2k game was like dying out. Not a lot of people were watching the videos anymore. Um, then I would make the choice just to cancel or not cancel, but to end like my, my career series. Cause it was like, okay, you know, it's about that time. It is what it is. I take like four or five months where I didn't upload a lot of 2K, more of just like I'd be like a Let's Play channel. I'd play, you know, um, Detroit Become Human or Spider-Man or something. I'd play other things than wrestling. And then I noticed my subscriber count would go down or not not go down, but I would stop growing as fast as I did if I'd upload wrestling. But that's one of those things where I'm okay with because if I'm able to take this break, then I can come back stronger when the new game comes out and i can have better ideas the stories will be more interesting and then i won't be burnt out of wrestling because i took a break so yeah well you want to you also want to be authentic and so like you want to be excited about the stuff that you're doing because especially if your voice is a part of it and you are personally a part of each video it, it can come off in uh, you know unauthentic yeah and so you know you want to come out like i'm super excited today we've got this great career mode like Oh, this is going to be on, like where you're like you're actually happy about having this video out. The other thing that I'll just touch on real quick is like talking about the need of taking a break, right? And I think that's such a key thing. Even though you kept on working and stuff, I think as creatives, whether it's a writer, actor, YouTuber, taking a break is so necessary. When like, because Daniel and I, we've there were three years or so where we were working on one specific project, from writing it to producing it, and things for whatever reason just weren't panning out and then it was just having that moment of like okay we need to work on something else that's something like this podcast was born out of that and and you know it's a a lot of good things can happen when you can just take a break from a specific idea yeah like you don't want to you don't want to let like the stress build up you got to be able to you know just kick back eat some pancakes and watch the office for a day you know what i'm saying like you know you want (laughs) to relax (laughs) or just eat pancakes i just want to eat pancakes now (laughs) If you want to get on Brandon's good side, just send him an office uh, a gif, oh, and he'll yeah, be or Jeff, and he'll be he'll be down. Um, so let's talk real quick about your this new venture you have. You just moved from uh, your home in uh, in Georgia to Ohio uh, and started kind of a new channel and a new group called Vibe V Y B E. How did that come about? What is it? What What are you guys hoping to do with it? And is, just kind of give us some information about that. Okay, so the whole thing with Vibe, it's. Oh, I'll talk about the move first and then I'll talk about like, you know, getting into, you know, why it started and all that. So the move is really I'm loving Ohio so far because like I've said at the very beginning of this podcast, like I've been traveling all the time. So I I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I hated living in Albany, Georgia. Like we moved there essentially so my sister could graduate high school because there was a better uh, there was a better high school that she could attend. So it was kind of just like a a family decision. We're like, all right, yeah, let's just get let's just get her to graduate 
and then bada bing. But then I ended up going to that same school and I graduated a year early. So it all worked out, but I hated living there. So I, I always complained to my mom. I'm like, yo, we gotta, we gotta move or at least move to a better side of Albany <laughs> or something. Cause you know, we had like one internet provider and sometimes they were absolute trash and it was, it was just really bad. So I'm, I'm excited to be living in Ohio. The only thing that sucks is just, you know, I don't get to see like my sister and like, you know, my mom and my, my animals and all that. But, um, I think, I think it's worth it. Uh, at least at the moment, I think it's worth it with, uh, with vibe because vibe consists of me, Phoenix Nitro and simply better AM. And we all make wrestling content on our individual channels, but we all came to the kind of like decision. Like we don't like making wrestling all the time. Like we all wanted to branch out and you know do other things and we we've always wanted a youtuber house because like i feel like it all helps us get motivated like you hear someone in their room going crazy you know doing commentary on a wrestling video and it makes you want to work on your content even harder and um yeah we started vibe so that we can branch out of wrestling so we've been doing vlogs um i think either today or tomorrow we're gonna film like a um who's more likely to video just for fun and I think the the goal of Vibe is just to, you know, be ourselves, but put it on YouTube. And yeah, it's, it sounds like a really fun new springboard idea to, in, to inspire you guys to do content that is outside of the normal type of stuff you would usually do. We should start a podcaster house. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do it. That'd be just, oh my God, that would be the worst. Well, like, just think about that though. That house would have really good, like <laughs> sound quality. There'd yes. be foam like, on the walls and everything. It'd be acoustic. <laughs> it'd be it, like, we could have perform like live performances at that house. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that would sound amazing. Yeah. Um. So what I think kind of start kind of wrapping up. You know, when you have like, you know, moments of struggle, like when you like we talked about struggle a little bit, but like when you have moments where you're frustrated or you're or, or you're you're upset with what's going on with YouTube or the things that they're doing or even when you you didn't have Internet for almost like a, two months uh, because of, you know, a crazy storm and, and, and things like that. How do you personally like kind of deal with it? Like what do you, what's your kind of stress releases uh, to kind of make sure you don't just go crazy? When I was when I was living in Albany and that storm happened where my internet was out for like 40 something days, it was that stressed me out a lot because since my internet was out and the power was out for like two weeks. So it was stressing me out that I couldn't make videos and that I couldn't upload them. But um, like once I got the power back, then it was OK, because I'm like, OK, I can at least make my videos and then I can go somewhere else and upload them. So. I usually try and take something with a grain of salt. So like going back to, you know, the internet and the power being out when, when that happened, it kind of helped me take a break. Like I was still stressing out, but I took a break. I'm like, all right, I'm alive. I'm here with my family, you know, and we're all, you know, relaxing and chilling and, you know, just spending quality time with each other. Um, but you know, like I said, when the, when the power came back on, then it was like, all right, I can make my videos. I just got to find somewhere to upload them. Um, so that helped me kind of get back in the swing of things because I just knew that I could still be making content. But even like right now, say if I'm stressed out, I kind of will, you know, just relax or just watch TV or 
talk to somebody or play a video game. Like video games are like a great way for me to like, you know, relieve stress. Cause you kind of like, depending on the game you play, you just take your anger out on the game. Um, and I'll just get back into the swing of things. Or even I'll watch just another YouTuber and see how excited they are making their video. And then it'll kind of get me back in that mindset of, you know, everything's okay. Just make your video and you'll be all right. <laughs> are, are there any specific uh, YouTubers out there that you don't know that who's, you know, content that you just love watching, even if it has nothing to do with what you do. Um, are there any channels out there that you follow? Yeah. Like, uh, there's a YouTuber, there's a couple, there's like, I watch, I watch more vloggers now than I do gaming, but, um, I watch like phase rug. I watch, uh, David Dorbrick. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm so sorry if I said that. Uh, I think it's Dobrik. Dobrik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Liza Koshi. Like I watch a lot of like, you know, skit, channels or like vlogging channels um i used to watch a lot of lily singing shout out to her for getting her own show that's amazing yeah um, the first amazing. youtuber yeah, to get like is. a network and the first bisexual woman uh to host a tv a late yeah. night pro- tv show like that's huge like shout out to her if you ever need a guest let me know but uh <laughs> but uh yeah for real like yeah watching watching people like that are is always fun because it shows it shows kind of like a different style of the content I make. And it kind of gets me excited to make more content or make content like that. Uh, so kind of to kind of start wrapping up real quick, one of the things that we're doing this season uh, on the show is celebrating like small wins. So, uh, you know, the things that happen in the week that are not huge, like goal setting uh, achievements, but like I was, I did this, I had a, my mind on this and I got it done. Uh, and we love to celebrate those things. So what are some of your uh, small wins, if you have any, for this last week that we can celebrate? I have some like silly wins, but there's like, yeah, yeah. there's like one hashtag silly wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I recently just hit like 5,000 uh, followers on Instagram. So that was cool. Woo! Yeah. Nice, uh, man. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I told then, you. I told you we celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, since I just moved in, I had to get a bed and I finally bought a bed. So I'm really happy because I was, sli- I was sleeping on the couch for a couple of days. So I'm glad I got a bed now. Hey, uh, sleep, sleep will lead to better things. Better sleep. <laughs> exactly. and, and convincing, convincing house guests. I live here. I swear. I'm not just <laughs> like, I swear a homeless I do. guy. Um, but yeah, those are some small goals. And I, oh, wait, no, wait, one more. I've been going out a lot more because in Albany, there was absolutely nothing to do. Like there was like a movie theater and like, like a fun park and that's it. But I've been going out like a lot more with like, you know, my roommates or whatever. Um, so that's a big win. I've been getting out of the house more. (laughs) Hey, good. I, I love your luck because I think like two weeks ago, maybe like before you moved, you went to raw. Mm-hmm. In, in in I think Atlanta, yeah, right, right, and then somehow SmackDown came to where you are now. Yeah, that <laughs> so was fun. you were you were able to go to SmackDown, the two de- main brands of WWE. So I was like, what what a lucky sob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> like, that was really dope. At those time. It's like the timing of that. So I, I guess the next question to kind of wrap up is, what's you know one or two pieces of advice from everything you've learned doing YouTube and and also you know making sure you find that balance between YouTube and in real life stuff. You know, what's the two biggest pieces of advice you could give someone? I think like the two biggest is, or I had this is one of the quotes that I live by. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. Like everything takes time and you know sometimes you know it can blow up like if you do a youtube channel it can blow up in a month but 
unre- like that's unrealistic. So like everything takes time. And I'd say another thing is don't do it for the money. Now, doing it for the money and wanting to make money are two separate things. If you go into YouTube wanting to make money, that's fine because you still have that creative, you know, look on the content you want to make, but you just want to make it a job and that's perfectly fine. But if you start YouTube with just the intention of making money, it's not going to work out because you're going to notice that you're not growing as fast as you thought you would and you're not making as much money as you thought you would. And I really wish people would understand that YouTubers don't make that much money, but um, (laughs) yeah, like, you know, there's people, there's big YouTubers that make great money, but you know, yeah. Few and far between. God, yeah. if I don't Rick, really like that's that's the hard, one of the hardest things with it, like just having a podcast is like continually keeping that mindset of like you've grown, like you it's not like you haven't grown, mm-hmm. but it, you're and you're gonna keep growing. It's just maybe not happening as fast as you desire it to be. Yeah, like it <laughs> it's the me. it's the constant struggle between expectation and real life and real life. Yeah, like yeah. it took me, it I think it took me three and a half years before I got my first check from YouTube, like. So it, it takes time. <laughs> <laughs> we also do have some questions from Instagram. You you were you put out the graphic calling for questions. So uh, Daniel here grabbed a couple questions. Uh, the first one we have is from Rain underscore, and that's R A Y N. Yes, Ooh, and it, and and they ask what inspired vibe and the move. Uh, was was the move hard to get adjusted oh, to? Thank you. <laughs> um, what inspired vibe? You know, basically, like we said, um, we all just wanted to branch out and do content out of wrestling, and uh, we all wanted to move out of where we were all living because I think we were basically all living in our parents' house. So we were like, yeah, it's you know, we're at the age where we can move out and you know, pay rent and all that. Um, <laughs> which is not fun, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we all just wanted to, you know, get our own space, you know, get a YouTuber house, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, make content and the move surprisingly wasn't that hard to adjust to. It was more of just getting used to not waking up to my dog licking my face and not seeing, you know, my mom and sister all the time. Did your mom cry? She did. And it broke my heart. Uh, it was it was like a shout out to mama does everything out there it was it was like a she when when she was crying it was like a cry of i'm proud of you and like damn you're leaving so Mm -hmm. yeah um so the next questions we have comes from lizzie underscore green underscore amazing uh and the first one which you kind of mentioned just now uh how well does a youtuber get paid depends on what kind of views you pull um Okay, I'll I'll throw this out there because I really don't care. I make about the same amount as like a like a RN nurse does at the moment, and you know the more I grow, I could be making more. But at the moment, I make about as much as a like a RN does. Um, now is that with like donations and like people that you know do super chats and stuff like that, all of that combined, or is that just from videos? That's just videos. Okay. Um. But yeah, donations, that could be, you know, depending on how much somebody donates, you know, that could be here or there. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that. And there was one more question, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and then she also asks, uh, where are the short films? Or like, I assume on your channel. Or uh, another, another way that she put is, 
Where them short year short films, yo. <laughs> Where the short films, yo. Um, there's a short film that I have on my computer that I am ready to upload, but the director won't hit me back up. And I don't want to <laughs> upload it because when when I was there on set, I was like, you know, when this is finished, can I, you know, can I upload it to my channel? And she said, Yeah, but I just want that extra confirmation, like, can I upload it now? Just in case if she's like, you know, trying to save it for something or whatever. So I have the short film like ready to be uploaded. It's ready to go, but I'm I don't want to get sued. So um <laughs> yeah, so that's where that one short film is and at the moment since I just moved, I'm more like worried about you know hanging up my clothes than being in a short film. So <laughs> fair. Right. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> now I I I will ask this question. Nobody asked this, but I know it's a question you get a lot, so let's just put it out there right now. What what do you, what is your setup? What is my setup? Yeah, what what do you use to record and do all your editing and stuff like that? All right, you want me to just break it all down? You want me to go all in? Just break, yeah, break it all down and uh, just let it let us let's give the answer once and for all, like the go to place. You want to hear this? You can, we'll give you this sound clip and yeah. then you'll just send it to the people. Yes. Ask. <laughs> all right, here we go. I have a three monitor setup. They're all the same monitor. They're called Viotech. Please sponsor me one day. Um, they're like twenty four inch monitors. Um, I have one big desk from Ikea. I forgot the name of it. Crap. All right. It's, pro- it's probably some Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, oh, it's like a Beacon or like Beckett desk or something like that. Um, then I use a Lumix G7 for my camera. There is a Rode mic on it. Rode, I feel like microphones are kind of subjective. It's really what you like better. Um, mm-hmm. I use a, a Shure SM7B. I use a Focusrite as the audio interface or whatever you want to call it um, for recording uh, from my PlayStation. I use an Elgato HD 60 S. Um, I have Astros as my headphones and I use a PlayStation to record. Um, I use a scuff controller for when I play like Fortnite or Call of Duty because it helps you game better. Um, I really wish one of these people would sponsor me. Um, <laughs> and then I have an Alienware PC. I th- and then if people are curious about my keyboard, I have a uh, Razer keyboard. There you go. I what? know my roommate will be curious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, He is a keyboard fiend. <laughs> I love keyboards, man. Um, and for editing, I use Sony Vegas 16. People crap on me for not using Premiere, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I use Sony Vegas 16. I use Photoshop for, um, for you know, editing thumbnails. And then I use Adobe Audition to make the Shure SM7B sound even better than what it already sounds like. Boom. That's everything. <laughs> that you heard it here. Never ask him again. <laughs> I'm just going to send them the sound bit. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then when you update, what we'll do is we'll call you back and we'll just re-record this. Oh, easy. And switch it out. And just switch it out in the edit. And so then it'll always be updated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but thank you guys so much for rain underscore and Lizzie underscore green underscore amazing for those questions. Yes, we have one final wrap up game. One final wrap up game. Uh, uh, first of all, I'm going to thank Michael for coming on with us and joining us today. Yeah, no, thank you, Brandon, so much for being with us today. It's been an education. Uh, this entire time I've been kind of texting Daniel, some of your big notes of like, these are things we should implement or things that we should think about. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. If you ever, if you guys ever want me back, I'm more than happy to come back. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Love that. Uh, So real quick before this is something we'll cut out 
um, in the edits. I, I usually ask this before we start recording, and I forgot, so we'll cut this out. So we're just going to a little space here. Okay, so real quick, uh, Brandon, please give me six numbers between 1 and 167. Oh, my Lord. Um, you said six numbers? Mm-hmm. Okay. 11, 1, 8, 5. Oh, let's, let's do these last three in the hundreds. Okay, I got you, I got you. Uh, 100 and 150. And uh, one more, please. 111. All right. All right. So, Brandon, I don't. So, you're 19. I'm not sure where you fall in this. Mm -hmm. But before Facebook and after Friendster, there was a place that people congregated at and shared all the things about their life called MySpace. Mm -hmm. Now, MySpace had top sixes and top eights. And if you weren't in it, you weren't really good friends and you'd mad at each other. It would take forever for profiles to load because they had, what if God was one of us playing in the background? It took forever on dial up to uh, to download. But there was also quizzes. Now, these weren't like BuzzFeed quizzes, there were no results at the end of them. They were just quizzes for people to know every little minute detail about your life that people would post. And I found one of those quizzes. It's 167 questions and obviously not going to ask all 167 questions. Mm -hmm. But before we started, I asked you the, to give me six numbers. Uh, So Brandon Collymore of Brandon does everything. Are you ready for your MySpace quiz? I am ready for the MySpace quiz. (laughs) <laughs> now, cue I, epic music now one rule for this quiz is no explanations wait 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 so wait, what so so like you if it if it asks a question and you're like oh no let me explain or there's a story to this no story just the answer and we move on oh bet all right easy <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is what's the last beverage you drank green tea with honey Ooh, fancy yes <clears throat> Next question: Have you have you lost someone special? Ever? Yep. Yeah. All right. See, no no explanation needed. <laughs> uh, have you ever kissed anyone on your? We'll say Facebook friends list because MySpace is not really oh, a thing anymore. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Next question is: Is cheating ever okay? No. Alrighty. Next question. Do you watch the news? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And Brandon, the final question of your MySpace quiz is, have you ever had a crush on someone at work? Uh, No, I can't. There's no explanation. So no. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had a crush on yourself when you just look at yourself (laughs) in the camera? I love me. Oh, I look good today. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for doing the MySpace quiz and coming on today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you more. Uh, If people wanted to follow you, uh, where can they reach out to you? You can follow your boy on Twitter at It's Brandon D.E. Or you can follow me on Instagram at B. Collymore. Of course, my YouTube channel is Brandon Does Everything. And if you want to see some hilarious Snapchats, follow me at Blackie is here. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, where can people find Vibe? Uh, we don't have like a, a link yet for YouTube because I don't know why. Um, but if you, you should just be able to type vibe in YouTube and then, uh, our channel and a vlog should pop up. 
Yeah, and, and that's V-Y-B-E. Right, and you're at V-Y-B-E 15 on Twitter as well if they want to follow you guys on Twitter. Yep, yep, yep. Now, real quick, Brandon, just because I, I want I want, I want this to happen so bad, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. can you give us the, the most basic YouTuber, uh, uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button for our show real quick. Just, uh, just a nice little end of this episode. <laughs> All right, do you do you want it to be like the the stereotypical YouTuber where I'm all hype? Oh yeah. Like oh, oh yeah. Oh, I oh, got super you. hype. <laughs> okay. All right, whenever you are ready, sir. I got you. I got you. <clears throat> Well, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this t- podcast today. Make sure you leave a like, share it around, and comment. What was your favorite part of this entire podcast? Thanks for what listening. I almost said watching. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and make sure to smash that subscribe button and hit that bell. Become part of the podcast gang. <laughs> the League of Hustle. Get the merch. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's been so great talking to you. Thanks for dealing with some of the technical issues we had at the beginning. Uh, uh, you've just been amazing, and I, I can't wait to see how much you grow uh, uh, and, and just as an actor and as a YouTuber over the next few years. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. I like just sitting down and talking. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said earlier, if you guys want me back, I got <laughs> Thank you. Man. Oh, and, uh, and, and we do always end our episodes with uh, uh, our slogan, which is keep up the hustle. And we always like to ask our guests if you'd like to say it with us. Easy. All right. We got to say it on three because I'm uncoordinated. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so guys, yeah. re- as you go through this week, I know sometimes it can get hard. The things you're doing don't seem to be growing as fast as you want. You don't be, seem to be making the money you want. And you're constantly doubting yourself. But just remember that you got this. We believe in you. Brandon believes in you. Michael believes in you. Yes, yes. Vibe probably believes in you. We believe so just in remember, you. <laughs> so <laughs> just remember to always keep, keep up, up the, the hustle. hustle. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Brandon Collymore. We tried so hard to make sure we delved in every part of what it takes to run a successful YouTube channel. If we missed anything, if you have any other questions, please feel free to send us a question or a comment or your thoughts on this episode. There's two ways you can do it. One, if you're listening through Anchor, you can send us a voice message that we'll play on the next side hustle and hopefully answer or respond to your comment. The other way is through just regular old written comments or uh, questions. You can send those to hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Now, as you heard at the beginning, we are having a contest where you can win a vibe shirt of your choice. One way to enter is to leave us a review or a comment on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Another way is to post a Twitter message with us and vibe tagged in it. Now, our handle is LA Hustlecast and vibe is vibe, V-Y-B-E, official underscore there's a little underscore following it tag both of us in a post about this episode and you will be entered if you do both you get entered twice you do one you get entered once it's up to you you have two weeks we will announce the winner on april 23rd and you can win a sweet vibe shirt of your choice now this episode was brought to you by team hustle daniel tuttle is our executive producer and michael lutheran is our podcast editor now always you can reach us on social media on instagram we are hollywood hustle podcast and on twitter we are la Hustlecast. You can follow us personally. I am Daniel Tuttle on both platforms, T-U-T-T-E-L, and Michael is Michael Lutheran on both platforms. If you want to follow Brandon and keep up with him, you can follow him on Twitter, it's Brandon D-E, and on Instagram, it's B. Collymore. You can also subscribe to his channels, Brandon Does Everything, and Vibe, and his Twitch channel, Brandon Does Everything. Now, make sure you join us next week for our next side hustle, where we again share our updates and talk to each other and just kind of reconnect. We do those every other week. They're great. 
We'll have those again. We will also talk about this interview and preview our next interview. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us every week. We really appreciate it. And in the vein of YouTube life, make sure to smash that subscribe, follow, or like button. Show your boys some love. Love you guys. And always remember to keep up the hustle. 